0: So how you doing?
1: Good. Go Good. On. I'm I'm very happy because I get to be home for the next like two weeks.
0: Yeah, you're doing your Thanksgiving at at, at home. Is anyone coming down or is it just you guys? <laughs> yeah, it was, Are you typically just you guys?
1: Um, it was for like probably the first five years that we lived here. But Jimmy's family has started to come down sporadically and we did not think that they were going to be down this year but um they kind of like last minute made it happen
0: well it's always nice to have people around the table for thanksgiving yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm, I'm happy that they're here and how but about you we
0: Sorry. are going to uh rachel's mom's so we'll be uh pretty full house um last couple of years it's been a little bit spotty we were home we were here the last few years so this will be the first time. I think, no, that's not true. I think we went one year post-COVID, but at any rate, it'll be nice to be back there and everyone's kind of bringing a couple of dishes and, you know, it'll be good. So
1: Nice. Hi, I'm Michelle.
0: And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative.
1: I don't know if I have to make anything. (laughs) Probably not unless like I want to, but... Yeah. I, I I, would like to. I, I've had this new personal ritual that I want to start doing. Yeah, I want to start making one cookbook recipe a week. Okay. So meaning something that I've never made before. So it'll be like partially for experimental reasons. Partially because usually when you're making something for the first time, it takes a long time. So I kind of like want that. I want it to slow me down Mm -hmm. and not be rushing through the experience of like just trying to get dinner on the table. And I have all these great cookbooks and I barely use them. And I don't know, I I made a cookbook recipe a couple weeks ago. I'm like, this is really nice.
0: Like I can remember growing up and my dad having all of these cookbooks and There wasn't, you know, we didn't use a lot out of them, but like there were certain things that each book had in it and and like I inherited some of them and there's a Dom DeLuise cookbook, I believe it's called eat this you'll feel better or something like that. And there are a couple of like, there's like two or three recipes in there. And it's so funny to me that these books have like hundreds of recipes in them. And if you, I feel like it's a success if you get one out of there that you just love. You know, like it's amazing how much time and energy probably gets put into putting those books together. Like, I think about with Julia coming out season two. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out this month. It's one or the other, but I think about that that first cookbook and then what ended up leading into the show. And it's just like all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of recipes, right? And and in these books, you end up using like one of them, but it is like worth its weight in gold just for that one recipe.
1: Yeah. No, I I completely agree with that. I feel like of the cookbooks that I have cooked from consistently, it's always like I find one that I like and then it's like when you open it, it immediately opens to that because it's like the only page that I ever open to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that checks out for me.
0: (laughs) Earmarked or whatever it is, but it's it's that one one that you always open to. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. Did you ever get the Julia cookbook, the original one?
1: My mom got it for me um, a few years ago. I think they got it. She got it at like a, they're at like a charity event or something. And I've not made a single recipe from it, but. It
0: feels like it's more of a display book than anything else, right? Like it's, it it almost feels like it's too historical now to be like.
1: Yeah. There are a lot of like kind of dated ingredients involved.
0: Coquette or whatever that that chicken coquette or yeah, is. Croquette? Um, that's not croquette, but Coco yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I that's don't know. A, yeah. She she
1: does a lot of like wrangling with meat, and I'm always like, even when I make meatballs, I'm like, I use like a spoon as much as possible until like the very end. Anytime that they're like mix it with your hands, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I will mix it my hands without a problem, but like I I. I So you make a good point about how like the style of meal that she was making back then. And and I also think the way that we approach food now, which is like trying to put something together in a much more simple, you know, like my my idea of a recipe is like if I can't do everything in 30 minutes or less, like put it together in 30 minutes or less, I'm probably not. Now, that's like there's some things that are outliers to that, like soups and stocks and things like that. But if I can't do everything in 30 minutes, all things considered, like I'm not going to throw myself into it and I feel like a lot of hers has that attention to detail and the prep and I've seen a number of recipes online over the years and things that she's done and I'm just like oh man I know like the book was made for like the stereotypical housewife back in 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 that era who might have been home more than they would have been working but I feel like now it's like I don't have the time to like do any of that as much as I admire it. I just like your, your, your perspective on it all has changed.
1: Yeah. But that's kind of like the challenge that I want to lay on myself or lie on myself. I don't know, whatever, whatever it is Yeah, that I tell myself the same thing. I'm just like, I, a lot of nights I'm I'm like, I don't even, I don't have time to cook, which is silly because i really enjoy it when i have the time and space to like make a really good meal it's always incredibly enjoy enjoyable like the, the process of of making it so that was kind of my thought behind this cookbook meal is to get rid of that thought that i don't have time and just say like no this is this is where i'm putting my time tonight right. with this
0: right yeah absolutely so you're not cooking anything, at least at this stage of the game, for, for Thursday. But I'm not cooking on Thanksgiving. The, now, the one day that you would, right? Yeah.
1: I am going to make a pumpkin pie, but I'm probably going to make it tonight. Kind of unrelated to Thanksgiving, because last weekend, <laughs> I... a pumpkin pie. Yeah, and it, just exactly. A weekend pumpkin yeah. pie. Sure. I took the pumpkins off of my front stoop. I think when I bought them... I thought because we're in Florida that they were going to, like, get all mushy, like, immediately somehow. So I gave it, like, they sat out there for, I guess, like, a month, I think. And I was like, this is not, I I feel like I'm already, like, pushing my limit with this. So when I got them into the kitchen, I was like, I don't think I've ever done this before. (laughs) So I asked Jimmy, I was like, can you... (laughs) Like I was looking at YouTube videos on like how to cut a pumpkin. They're like, make sure you have a really sharp knife. So I'm like, looking at my knife and I'm looking at the pumpkin and I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to slice my hand open. <laughs> so I asked Jimmy to like get one at least like started for me. He's like, we have carved pumpkins before. I'm like, I don't, it must've been a very long time ago. Cause I don't remember, I don't remember ever doing it, but all to say that was my like last weekend's adventure was doing all the pumpkin harvesting. So mm-hmm. I made the pumpkin seeds. I baked the pumpkins and then scooped all the stuff out of the inside and made puree, which was a giant mess. And I don't think I'll ever do it again because it was very stressful. Um, but now I have like gallons of pumpkin puree and I stuck some in the freezer, but I've had some in the fridge and I'm like, I, again, like p- probably pushing the limit of mm-hmm. it going bad. So I think I want to make a pumpkin pie today. Yeah. That's a very long-winded way of saying
0: No, I think it's a great story. <laughs> I love a good arc. <laughs> we were talking to Ryan the other day about the Thanksgiving parade, and he's very, very pumped for it. And there's a couple of balloons that he is uh, excited and looking forward to. And Spider-Man, he's kind of gotten into Spider-Man a little bit this year because friends of his like Spider-Man. So he's kind of like aware of it. And he's a little bit into um, what's the Paw Patrol He's he likes things that are like like he's like me in the sense that like most of the things that he likes is a little bit like off the grid. It's not things that like, you know, the common person would like. Like there's this show called Rough Rough Tweet and Dave. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Never before, heard of it. But it's like it's one of his favorite shows and it actually is really good. I, I enjoy watching it with him. There's a lot of like thought provoking stuff and questions that are asked. so You got to follow along to know what's happening. And he really does stay in line with it but there's no merchandise. We did find a t-shirt that we ended up getting for him for his birthday, which he loves, but there's like no merchandise associated with it, which I kind of dig because it's not like a commercialized kind of a thing. But so he was asking like, are those guys gonna be in the parade? I'm like, no, they're not gonna be in the parade. But um, it got me thinking, if you could have one balloon that isn't traditionally in the parade, at any point in time, just for you at any point in time in history of something in your past or present that traditionally isn't in the Thanksgiving Day Parade, who are you going with?
1: Really great question. Do you have your answer?
0: Uh, I think I do. I think I do.
1: I'll give you my thought process. I, I immediately was trying to think of my favorite shows when I was like you know, Ryan's age or younger, I think my favorite shows were, two of them were, were on the Disney channel. Like the, you know, like when I was little, the Disney channel had just come out and it was like a paid thing mm-hmm. and we didn't have it, but Same. my grandparents did. And I don't know if they actually had it or if they have one of those boxes that got all, like, got all the channels, but my grandpa used to record like just hours of Disney Channel content for me and then had it all like and then labeled it on tapes that I think that my parents still have and I I just it's very heartwarming whenever I think of them him writing out all the like all the episodes and all the things that were on there so there were two shows that I really loved and one was called Dumbo's Circus which was not Neither of these were animated. It was like the same style show. One was Dumbo Circus. One was was called, um, I think it was called Welcome to Pooh Corner. Mm-hmm. So it was like live action versions of those stories. But Dumbo Circus, I don't know that I've ever even like seen the Dumbo movie. But Dumbo, Dumbo Circus had like this whole different like cast, like a different story. And it was like about a traveling circus. So there was like, you know, like a cat who is a trapeze artist. And there was like uh, this guy, Sebastian, who is like the kind of like the janitor. And there was a dog named Barnaby. Anyway, <laughs> again, I'm being very long winded. But I think it would have to be something prob I would say more probably from Dumbo Circus because the Winnie the Pooh were just like the regular Pooh characters. And I'm, I don't know if they've ever been in the parade, but that feels more like probable that they they would have had a chance i'll go with lily the cat who is the trapeze artist that's who i would want in the parade
0: (laughs) that's a good answer it's a good memory and it is it's tough to think of things that weren't like you know might not have appeared for one year or something like that and who who knows i think you're right about the winnie the Pooh piece, but that's 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 a good answer that's like something that's like solely yours as a kid um that would like make your morning if it was in the parade um i was obsessed with a show growing up called wishbone on pbs and wishbone um for those of you who don't know the show was basically a uh show largely based around a jack russell terrier dog named wishbone there was a story arc in the show with wishbone and his human family of the characters in the in, in the family going through some 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 issue some life Issue and wishbone would be able to equate whatever the character or the characters were going through with a famous novel uh, or a piece of literature from long, long ago. And there would be these sort of like I wouldn't call them dream sequence scenes, but there would be these cutaways to the actual story arc of the book or the piece of literature playing out. And wishbone would typically be playing one of the lead roles. So He would be dressed up in the parts and it would be Robin Hood or Don Quixote. There'd be be a whole bunch of different things that uh, episodes that he would do it in. Anyway, I loved Wishbone and I could not get enough of it coming home from school. Even when I was probably like 10, 11 years old, it was still something that I found myself watching. So I would probably say Wishbone. I think that would be a really cool Thanksgiving morning thing for for nine-year-old, eight-year-old Steve to wake up to is to see a Wishbone balloon in the parade.
1: Oh, I love that slash I feel like there could I wonder if he was ever in consideration because it doesn't feel I
0: don't know yeah
1: it doesn't feel that like outlandish because he he had a moment
0: he did have a moment there was a lot from PBS back then because you always have to account for Sesame Street and and something else but I'm not seeing a wishbone balloon and I'm going to tell you why that fucker Snoopy (laughs) Yeah, he's always getting the airtime for dogs in the parade. So Wishbone was always batting number two behind behind Snoopy. So you right. Little little love for Wishbone would have been appreciated.
1: We've done like two Thanksgiving specials, right? Yes. Okay, yes. so this has to have come up, but I don't remember the answer. Have you ever been to the parade in person?
0: I have not been to the parade, uh, in person. Uh, my sister has at least once and she actually was a balloon holder one year, uh, through her company that she worked for. So that was, um, that was pretty cool. I think she held one of the, one of the little stars in the Macy's, float like they have like little smaller stars I believe she might have held that with somebody I don't know if it's more than one person that holds them but yeah she she held one of the stars yeah
1: that's so cool Oh, I feel like if I had to pick something I could see myself like I want to I want to hold the star
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you don't you don't want to be the one like holding onto the balloon like that year that Barney got like torn open and like was just like like deflated all over the place. You don't want to have that associated like that to have that hanging over your head for all these years. I mean, that's not, it's not ideal.
1: And I feel like they've really um, like doubled down on like sensationalizing that event. I don't know. I feel like I'll random, I'll randomly like see that in my Instagram feed. It's not like I mean all these what is it like 100 years or something of like doing the parade like of course there's going to be a disaster like that at least once I'm surprised there haven't been more of them
0: This is the difference between you and me I can I can guarantee you that probably within the last month and a half I have searched balloons that have deflated the- and <laughs> You sought it out, That's so th- how I knew it was Barney. Okay, I, had, I was like looking for examples of ones that have like torn open.
1: This is why this is showing up in my feed because you know, like <laughs> you'll see the things that like your friends have liked. Yeah, yeah.
0: so the oh, algorithm's yeah, sure. like
1: your friend Steve thought that this was really interesting, so have a look. I like this
0: post <laughs> because you've interacted with stuff that Steve has posted.
1: This makes so much more sense now. It's like yeah. why is this? I'm like I get Thanksgiving's coming, but I'm like why is this? What does this have to do with anything?
0: Yeah. Love the parade, <laughs> but I'll definitely live for the cringe moments in them.
1: <laughs> All right. So are you, if you were rooting for someone to get deflated, is it, or is it, do you have it out for Snoopy because of the wishbone thing? Or
0: Yes. Yes. I think Snoopy would definitely oh. be on my list. You I can't kill
1: off, off one of the mind. classic ones, though. I'm always like, whenever there's like the new one, that feels very trendy. I'm always like, you haven't put your time in to be able to have a place in this parade. Like we've got Snoopy, we've got Santa, we've got, you know, like the stars. Elmo,
0: Big bird. Right. You got, yeah. Like right. these
1: these people have been showing up year after year. They showed up year after year separate from the parade. You know what I mean?
0: Where do you stand on the ones that have had a career prior to like for like a Barney? Ago? Well, one that comes to mind is Sonic, the Hedgehog, because Sonic had a little bit of a revival within the last like five years with the movie and some other successful things, but Sonic was birthed when we were kids, mm-hmm. so like you know is it is it okay for somebody to have sort of like a comeback and and reclaim balloon status even though the heavy lift was was done you know years ago like Sonic to me is a lot like like the elvis presley of of the music industry like huge when he came on the scene and then sort of like went away for a while and then like had this rebirth later on in his career and, and then got a little bit of a revival back into it, but felt like he was sort of living on what he had done, you know, decades prior to that.
1: I'm okay with, with the comebacks. I feel like that's appropriate. I think where I have a problem is like Ryan's crowd would not like me saying this, but like, to have this show that like just came out and is on for a year and like all the, all the five-year-olds are watching it. I'm like, no, because in a year from now there'll be something else and you'll have forgotten about it. And it'll, it's kind of like weddings and people that you have in your wedding and you know, sometimes you're friends with someone for like five minutes and it just coincides with when you're getting married and you end up in their wedding. And then it's like, then you're like in their pictures or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that. Like in mm-hmm. in 15 years from now, if we're watching, if you're looking searching for parade disasters, you're oh. going to spot this this character and say like, "What what is that? It, it's a lot to make those balloons."
0: But those, but <gasps> for all of the new characters that end up coming into the parade. I feel like for like it's specifically for a younger audience, right? it's specifically <laughs> for that group. Like, first of all, maybe have a little understanding. <laughs> Second of all, for the parade structure, maybe put those balloons up front because I can guarantee you that this parade that starts at 9 a.m. Eastern is not going to be being watched at 10:45 in my house. I promise you that. So, like, maybe front load all of those balloons when the actual attention is is there i don't need the marching band from topeka kansas that doesn't do anything for me like i get it they had to take like four buses to get to manhattan and it's a great story but like we really like once you have one marching band like you really don't need like four of them it, it feels like it's a little bit overdone with one of those marching bands you could have put in a wishbone is really what i'm saying you could have yeah. taken one of the bands out and put a wishbone in there and we all could have been like nobody would have been any worse for the wear.
1: You bring up another great point that I've never really been able to relate to the excitement of the people, especially like the, you know, these high schools and that get to, you know, have their bands perform or their dance troupe or whatever. I'm just like, do you know what a hassle it is just to get into New York City on yes. on Thanksgiving? Like that yes. alone sounds terrible and then when you factor in like the cold weather and you have to wear like you know a costume that's probably not like a coat is not involved it just I don't know it seems I'm I'm curious like w- what Liz's take was I know that she did it as an adult but like was it as exciting as she thought it was gonna be
0: yeah I don't think it ever is I don't know I, I don't I mean I remember asking I think and I remember her saying it was it was cool but like I think if it were me, if we were down there, I would not enjoy being down there. It feels like it's something that I would much more enjoy watching on TV than I would be about being there, even though things are coming by me and you're looking up and it just doesn't feel like, you know, it would be worth my effort to get in there just to do that.
1: I feel like it's a much better like for TV experience. Yeah. Because you get to see everything. Yeah. And you're warm. Right. Um, but I, I did not I'd say this clearly I think that your idea to have the new characters come out first is brilliant. That makes so much more sense. Like, let the kids see like their new, you know, exciting characters, and then, like you said, if they lose interest, then that's fine. Then you can move on and leave Snoopy and Co. for everyone else.
0: I mean, have you ever met a four-year-old that holds a remote? Like, have you ever seen a four-year-old that holds a remote? (laughs) It it's it, it's not like there's no thought given to like what's happening it's just constant changing and moving and i mean if you want to capture their attention and make this parade something special like put all those new characters in the first 10 minutes of the parade front load everything and then on your back ends roll in some of your classics and uh you know we'll be i'm sure it'll be a better experience
1: i also have to ask you seem to throw no ill will towards paw patrol who I, I'm just assuming, assuming slash remembering, they are part of. There is some representation, right?
0: Yes, but Paw Patrol. I mean, I that wasn't a thing when we were kids, so it's 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 also very cultish. Like I feel like there's a lot of like, like you like Paw Patrol, and it's like a thing, and, and like I I I am not like I can take it, it's fine, but like the people who love it like really love it. So I, I don't want to mess with, with the Paw Patrol people. The same with the Bluey people. Um it's it's another it's another one that like I don't care for, but I'm very afraid to say speak out against it because there are some really like hard lines when it comes to you know the fandom around Bluey. So uh those two I would probably stay away from.
1: Is Bluey different than Blue's Clues?
0: Oh yes. Much a completely much so.
1: separate thing.
0: Totally different. Two two totally different shows, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why I'm so confused yeah, by it this. Is.
0: It's an Australian. It's an, yeah. It is. It's. I, I, is it's it a an dog? Australian animated series. No, it's not. I don't think it's a dog. I mean, it might be a dog, but it's not a. It's not a.
1: Oh, well, I'm gonna count how many dogs are, are in
0: the parade. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a dog, but like it's. But it's oh. Like, okay. Okay. So, but it's so.
1: not. Is Blue's Clues, is the dog named Blue in that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Blue. Okay. Okay. It's Blue's Clues. My my niece just had a Blue's Clues themed uh, birthday party, but I wasn't there, so I didn't get the full education. But but that's another great example of like something that had a comeback.
0: Yes. Right. Like a
1: re but and a rebrand.
0: Right. Yeah. That's true. Right. Very much so. Although Steve's still floating. I mean, we see him every so often pop oh, up. Oh,
1: yeah? I thought he yeah. was canceled.
0: I don't know. I thought he came back during the <laughs> pandemic and was like telling us how great we were. As, as, and it was great to see us again. And he's sorry that he left us. I,
1: mean, I know. He's out. He got out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Tor. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know which stood out to you.